With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Sotadah Memvav, page 46a. We begin five lines in at the beginning of the Gemara. We said in the Mishnah that if the animal has a blemish, so it's still okay to be used for Egla Arufa, for this whole ceremony with the dead person. So the Gemara asks, why don't we say that this mum, if it has a blemish, it should indeed be a problem. From a Kalva Chomer, we can make a logical derivative from Para. Para Aduma from the red half, Uma Para Shein Hashanim If we find by Para that the years don't mess it up, meaning it doesn't have to be one year old, it can be older than that. Nevertheless, Mum Paislba. When it comes to a blemish, so a blemish will ruin it. Egla Shashanim Paislba. So if we find Egla is more Chomer, we see it's more stringent that it can't be more than one year old. So certainly a blemish shall have the ability to ruin it. So the Gemara answers, Shani Hasam Damakra, you can't make this Kalvachomer, this logical derivation, because the verse says, Asher in ba mum. It says in regards to the red heifer that it can't have a blemish. Ba mum paisel. Only in it, the verse says, in it, in it does the blemish ruin it. But the the blemish does not ruin it in regards to the egla. Elameata, so the Gemara asks, if so, Lo yuhu sha'ar avoidis paisel ba. In regards to the red heifer, so how do we know that if you do some kind of other thing besides replacing a yoke upon its back, if you do some kind of other work with it that it's ruined, you learn it out from where? From Egla, from our, from our thing. So, but the problem is that it says the same word, ba. It says it also by Egla, so it should be to the exclusion of Para. Why does Rabbi say in the name of Rav? If you placed upon it a bundle of sacks, psula. So it has ruined it. So when it comes to Egla, so you need a second step. It's not enough to just place it on its back, but it actually has to move with it on its back. So what do we see? So we see that we do indeed learn out para from Egla, even though it says the word ba, which would seem to imply that only is it true by Egla that if it's worked in some other thing besides replacing a yoke, that, uh, that it's a problem. So how do we talk or learn it out to Parash? So the Gemara answers, Shani Para, Diafinon Oil Oil Me'egla. We don't learn it out from a Kalvachomer, but rather we learn it out from a Gzera Shava. So the Gemara says, wait, Egla Nami Tesi Oil Oil Me'para. So we should do the opposite as well. We should be able to learn out that Egla should be a problem if it has a blemish, just like Para does, because we learn it out also from this Gzera Shava, without even the Kalvachomer. So the Gemara answers, Hamid Rachmana Ba. So the Gemara says, no, because we excluded it from the word ba. So the Gemara asks, wait, by Egla also it says ba, implying that this halacha, that if it's pulled with anything besides for a yoke, so it's also a problem. So that's only by Egla. But maybe it's not anywhere else. So the Gemara answers, no, that word ba comes to exclude kajim. If you worked an animal and you wanted to bring it as a korban, it's not a problem. You might have thought to say, We should learn it out from a logical derivation from Egla. When it comes to an Egla, so a blemish does not ruin it. But nevertheless, if you work it, it does ruin it. So when it comes to holy things that you're bringing as a sacrifice, so a mum, a blemish indeed does ruin it. So certainly, some kind of avoda, if you work it, it should also ruin it. So that's why we have the puzzle of ba to tell you specifically by egla, only by egla do we say that working it is a problem, but not by 
Kachim, not by any kind of sacrifice. So based on that, that's why we need the word Ba, to exclude it. So the Gemara says, why was the reason that we needed the word Ba? Because we would have learned it out from this Kavachomer, from this logical derivation from Egla. The Gemara says, wait, we don't even, we wouldn't have been able to learn it out from that logical derivation. Ikla Mifrach, because you could have asked. Mala Egla, Shekain Shanim Poislis. We find by Egla, when it comes to the Egla Arufa, so it needs to be only one year old. If it's older than that, it's a problem, which we don't see by Kachim. So, uh, so the Gemara says, wait, it's not true. You do find Kajim, you do have sacrifices that if it's older than a year old, it's a problem. So if we could learn it out from Egla, and that's why you need the word Ba. We need it for those things that the years do ruin it. If you have more than one, if it's more than one year old, is it true that an animal that's going to be used for a sacrifice that it's not a problem for it to be worked? We learn it out from here. We learn it out elsewhere because the verse says, So all of these things, all these different problems, they cannot be brought for Hashem. You can't bring these things. You can bring something which was used for some kind of work. So the Gemara answers, Istrich. We need both things. We need to learn out from here and also from Egla. Sakadadech, I mean, I would have thought to say, Hani milehecha da'avad bahen avoidas heter. When do we say that it's not a problem? When you did some kind of work with it that was permitted. Avoidas iser, let's say you did some kind of work that was not permitted. For instance, Rashi says you used it on Shabbos, your animal to work, or you did it with Kalim with a shore and a Chamor. So maybe over there, so maybe that would be forbidden, and you couldn't use that in the base of English for a sacrifice. Tzricha. So that's why we need a second verse to tell you that no, even if you did that, it's still okay to be used for a sacrifice. Wait, we already know that from somewhere else as well. You can't bring the bread of your God from someone who is an non-Jew. We call Ela from all of these. You don't bring all of these. You can bring something which was used for some kind of work. So the Gemara answers, no, we still will need it. You might have thought to say, That's only when you use them to be worked when they were still not holy. After you already decided that you're going to make this into a sacrifice, maybe that will be forbidden. That's why we need this verse by Egla Rufa to tell you that only by Egla Rufa is it a problem if it was worked, but not by a sacrifice. Gufa. We learned... Previously, Amar Yehuda, Amar Rav, reviewed the name of Rav. We said if you put on top of the para aduma any kind of bundle of sacks, so it's a problem, even if it didn't actually pull it. We said when it comes to an egla, so you have to, it has to actually pull it, it has to actually move. Mesve, the Gemara asks, Kasha, oil, inly all the verses, it has to be a yoke. All I know is a yoke. How do I know any other kind of thing is a problem when it comes to the red heifer? Amris Kavachomer, we have a Kavachomer. Uma Egla, She'ain Mum Poislba, Sharavitis Poislba, in regards to, to an Egla, so a blemish doesn't ruin it, but other, other works do ruin it. Para, Shemum Poislba, a red heifer, who a blemish does indeed ruin it, and Dinshis Sharavitis Poislba, certainly other types of works should also ruin it. Now, Vim Nafshach Laimar, and if you want to say, meaning if you don't like the Kavachomer for some reason, the Gemara's going to explain why you might not like it, so you could say as follows. Nemar Khan all, it says over here all, Nemar Lahalan all, and it says over there all, meaning it says it by Paran, and it also says it by Egla. Malahalan Sharavitis Poislasba, just like over there by Egla, other works will ruin it besides for using a yoke. Afkan Sharavitis Poislasba. So, so too over here by Par, by the Red Heifer, any other type of work is going to ruin it as well. Mayim Nafshach what was the problem that we said if you want to say that you can learn enough from Xerishava? 
If you want to say that the question you could ask is Mala Egla, that how can you learn that from an Egla? If that's your question, because why? Because you know what we have by Egla? So if it's less if it's more than a year, so it's going to be ruined. Which is not the case when it comes to Paraduma. So you can't learn that from there. Inami, another question you could ask is Kachim Yechichu. You could prove it that indeed that doesn't make a difference. Because in regards to Kachim, Shemum Paisalahen over there, so Blemish does ruin it. Nevertheless, if you work it, it doesn't ruin it. In them. Now, Rakan oil, Venemar Lahalan oil. So that's what we talk learned that from the Xerishava. And the thing that we learned that is Malahalan Sharavoyda. It's just like by Egla. So you have all of the things going to ruin it, all of the kinds of works. Avkan Sharavoyda Sutu by Paradum, by the Red Heifer. So Gemara says it's a problem because Mimakam Shabasa, from the place that you learned, Malahalan Ashid Timshaykh, Avkan Ashid Timshaykh. What do we see in regards to the Egla Arufa? It's only a problem once you pulled it, but not if you didn't pull it. Whereas by Paraduma, by the Red Heifer, so you don't have to pull it, you just have to place it on. So how can you learn it out from there either? Meaning you have a problem no matter where you learn it out from. So the Gemara says, Tanohi. This is a machlokis tanoim. The ika, the maisilame egla, ika, the maisilame gufa, the para. Those who learn it out from egla, arufa, and then those who learn it out from para itself, the tani we learn in a brisa. Oil, the verse says, ol, inli ala ol. Only knows the fact that it's if you put upon him a yoke. Shara, how do we know that other things as well, other types of work will also ruin in Talmud Lama? That's what the verse says, Ashurli, Allah, Allah, oil. That nothing has come upon it. Because the verse says, it could have said, Asher Allah oil aleha, that no yoke had gone upon it. Why does it say that nothing, nothing has gone upon it, a yoke? Why does it say it that way? So it's teaching us that first it's coming to include anything. In Kemah all. so why does the verse say as well, a yoke? Oil, paisal, bein bishasavoida, bein shaloi Because a yoke is going to ruin it whether or not you put it there in order to make the animal work. But in regards to other things, it starts placing upon it a yoke, other types of work. So if you didn't intend to make the animal work, you just put it there, let's say you put your hat on top of the animal. You didn't mean for it to be a burden for the animal, for the animal to pull it away. Rather, you just put it there because you needed a place to put your hat. So that's not going to make it ruined. And the Gemara asks, Why don't we say this that it says that nothing has gone upon it? Klal. So that's a general rule. Ol, a yoke, prat. That tells you the specific. Klalu prat, when you have a general rule and a specific rule, in bechal alamash prat. All you have in the general thing is that which is inside of the prat. All in midiachrin alai. So that should teach us that it's specifically and only a yoke that causes it to become possible, not any other kind of work. So the Gemara answers, Asher ribuyahu. When you have the word Asher, that, it says Asher oil, the word Asher comes to include more things. The Tanyanami Gabe Egla, we find a similar concept. The word Asher comes to include more things by Egla as well, Kihagavna, in the same way. All in Ela all. All I know is a yoke. Sha'ara how do we know other things? Tamaloma, that's why the verse says Asher Lay Uvadba, that it wasn't worked. Mikal Makim. That this comes to teach us in any kind of work. So why does it say a yoke? So an all, like we said before, is going to ruin you whether or not you put it there in intending for it to work or whether you didn't. But when it comes to other kinds of work, it only ruins the animal only if you intended it should actually do some kind of work when you place that thing there. So why don't we say the same exact idea? Why don't we say here 
is a general thing. All prat. It says the word yoke is teaching you a, s- a specific thing. So then we should say if you have a general rule and a specific rule, so all you have is what that which is specified. All in that the only thing that should ruin it should be a yoke. The Gemara answers. The Brisa answers. Asher ribu The word asher is an inclusion. It's including other things, any other kind of work as well. So again, here we see that the word asher is an inclusion, as an includer. Rabbi Yavo says, I asked the following question from Rabbi Yechanan. How far does it have to move in order for it to be considered that it pulled the yoke? He answered him that you have to go the distance of the width of the yoke. I'll ask you a question. Do you mean the length of the width? One of the rabbis said, Rabbi Yaakov Shemei, and his name was Rabbi Yaakov, I explained this that Rabbi Yechanan said as follows, It means pulling it along its width. Tefach, which is a tefach, the length of a hand's breadth. Velema tefach, why does it have to say the length of a yoke? Why doesn't it just say simply a tefach, a hand's breadth? Hakamashallah, and this is what it's coming to teach us. Shira de ol tefach, the regular shear of a ol, of a yoke, is one tefach havi, it is. who cares? that if you're buying it, you should know that the minimum size that yoke is going to be is going to be one hand's breadth wide. Amr Biachan Mishaul, Rabbiachan said the son of Shaul, Why does the Torah say to bring it to a river? Let that which has not made any kind of fruits, and destroy something in a place that doesn't make fruits. Meaning the animal that you're bringing is an egla, a calf, which has not had the opportunity to have children yet. And you're bringing it to a place that does not produce fruits by a river. And so you're going to, this is going to be a kapara, an atonement for the person who died without having any fruits. What does that mean? My paris, what are these fruits we're talking about? If we're talking about having children, so if you come to an old person or a, ch- or a, a person who has no genitals, so you shouldn't have to do this whole business of Egla Arufa because they can't have children. What do we mean when we say he has no, no fruits? It means he has no mitzvos. We bring it down to this place called Nachal Eson. What's Eson? Eson means a, a tough place. How do we know that the word Eson means hard or tough? As it says in the verse, we turn the page to Memvavah Mebez 46b. Eson Meshavecha. Your place is Eson. Visim Beselakanecha. And you're placed on the hard rock. So, so what do we see? You see that rock corresponds to Eson, which means hard. Here, O mountains, the, the, the argument of Hashem, and the Eisonim, which is another word for Harim, the Harim, by definition, the mountains are tough. So here too, the Eisonim means tough things, those who have founded the earth. Others say, How do you know that the word Eisan actually means old? As the verse says, It is a goy, a nation of Eisan. What does that mean? It's a nation that will last forever. For Arfan I saw, So we said that you kill it with a knife from the back of its neck. My time, what's the reason why we do this? If we learn it out from the chatas of the the chatas sacrifice, which is done from bird, and that, the way they do it, the way they kill it, is by uh, with a knife from the back of its neck. So we learn out to hear as well by Egla Arufa. So we said that the place where it's done, you can't plant there, you can't work that ground. We learned in You can't work that ground. You can't plant any kind of seeds there. 
says, it can't have ever been planted, it can't have been worked in the past. Rav Yenison says, it can't be used in the future for these purposes. Rav Omar, so Rav comes to explain as follows, Everyone agrees that you can't ever use it in the future. It cannot be planted. The only issue is about the past. Does it say, it shall not be used in the future? No. It says, which implies that it shall not be used neither in the future nor in the past. Does it say in the verse that it can't have been used Ne'avad would imply in the past as well. Rabbi Yeshia says, When it says the word asher, so that implies that it's going on the past. Rabbi Yeshia says, No, you can't learn out from the word asher because we're already learning out from the word asher to include other things that if it's worked in any other way besides for actually placing upon it a yoke, like we said earlier, so then it's a problem. That's what we use the word for asher for. We continue. We said that you can go over there to do any kind of processing that does not involve the actual ground itself. We learned in All I know is that I can't seed it. How do I know that I can't do other things with the ground? That's what the verse is. You can't work it. This includes anything. So why does the verse say it can't be planted? to teach you just like seeding is something which is unique and it's only done inside of the ground so so to anything that we're talking about here that's a problem is only if it's being done to the ground itself this comes to exclude when you're processing flax or making holes in rocks it seems like it means precious rocks which don't involve the actual ground itself why don't we say the verse says it shall not be worked it means that's a general statement and specifically it can't be done it can't be seated so we should say that the only thing that's included here is that which we have specified it's only seating should be a problem so my answer is the word asher is coming to include other things as well Meaning, even something that's not actually seeding, even if you're just working the ground. We said that the elders of the city, they wash their hands, etc. All the elders of that city that are near the dead body, so they, they wash their hands. The verse said that they wash their hands on the, the calf that was killed in, and placed into the water. Why does the verse say, Arufa, it could have just said over the calf. Why does it say the word Arufa that was killed? This is teaching you that you do it over the place where the animal was killed. For Amru, when they say, They say that our hands did not pour out this blood, did not spill this blood. Our eyes didn't see. Does it enter our minds, does it cross our minds that the, the court killed this person? Rather, what it means is that he didn't come to us and we sent him away without food. We didn't see him and let him go away without being escorted. Tanya, we learned in Abraissa. Hayyar Rabbi Meir Amir Rabbi Meir used to say, we force a person to escort. Because the reward for escorting someone has no measure. Shinar, as the verse says, The guards saw somebody going out of the city, and they said to him, Show us how to get into the city. And we'll do kindness for you. The verse says, He showed them how to get into the city. What was the kindness that they did to him? They killed the entire city. But that man and his family, they sent him out. So that man went and he left over there and he built a city and he called it Luz. 
Ad Hayomazeh, which is its name until this very day. Tanya, he lose. We learned in a bracha this is the lose. Should seven but that they color in it. It's a dyeing center. They used to make the blue dye for the tchelas. He lose shabbos and cherev This is the city of Luz that an came and he didn't mix that city up. Nevuchanetzer v'leichriva. Nevuchanetzer came, but he didn't destroy that city. And even the the angel of death does not have permission to go in that place. The elders of that city when it's time they know it's their time to go. They go out of the city. They die. So so we have a kavachomer logical derivation. Uma knani this Canaanite zeh shelo dibor befiv v'lahelach v'raglov. He didn't even say anything with his mouth. He didn't even go along with him. Germ hatzala leil lazari atzei kol So he caused some kind of salvation for himself and for his children until all the generations, meaning these people will never die. They, they only died a very very ripe old age. Misha oisel levoya v'raglov alachas kamavacham. So certainly somebody who escorts someone else with his feet certainly will have a very great reward. So how did he show them? This guy, he was showing these shomrim, these guys, how to get into the city. How did he show them? What did he do? He moved his lips a little bit to show them, okay, that's the way to go, without actually saying anything. Rabbi Yechanan says he pointed for them. Since this Canaanite showed him with his fingers, he caused a salvation for himself, for his children, to all of the generations. Rabbi Shuman Levi says, Someone is going on the way and doesn't have anyone to escort him. He should involve himself in the Torah. The verse says, Which means that the Torah itself has the ability to escort a person and protect a person. I'm Rabbi Shubin Levi. Furthermore, Rabbi Shubin Levi says, Because the four steps that Pharaoh uh, escorted Abraham, the verse says, The verse says that Pharaoh commanded upon him people to escort him. For those four steps, so he was able to make the people of Israel, the children, the descendants of Abraham, subservient to him for 400 years. The verse says, and they shall work for them, and they will make it difficult for them for 400 years. Amar of Yehuda, Amar Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Whoever escorts his friend four cubits in a city, so the person who is escorted will not get hurt. Ravina indeed did this for Rav Bar Yitzchak. And what happened? Something came, it looked like he was going to get hurt, but he was miraculously saved, all because of the fact that he was escorted. Tanarabana, we learned in Arisa. Harav Talmud, Ad ir. When it comes to a Rebbe escorting his students, so he brings him to the end of the city. Chaver lechaver, a Talmud Chacham for a Talmud Chacham at Chum Shabbos. You have to take him out two thousand amas out two thousand cubits. Talmud Larav, a student for his Rebbe. Ain shir. It has no shir. Vekama. So what does that mean? It has no shir. How much is that? Amar Sheshes ad Parsa. You take him up to a Parsa. Vilei Amar El Rabbi Shenamuvik. We're only talking about someone who's his Rebbe, who's his teacher, but he's not his set teacher. He's not his regular Rebbe. Aval Rabbi Muvak. But if he is his regular Rebbe, Shlisha Parsa. He has to go along with him up to three parsa. Rav Kahana alveil Rav Simi Bar Ashi mipumnara ad beitzinisa the bavel. Rav Kahana, so he escorted Rav Simi Bar Ashi from Pumnara, it's the name of a place, until this place beitzinisa in Bavel. Kimato was when they got there, Amarle. So when they got there, he said to him, Vale damrisu, you should know that people say hanitzinisa de bavel. These trees of bavel, this place, mishani adam mishne adam harishon isnu. So these have been around since the years of the first man. He says to them, you remind me of something. The Amar Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi Chanina said, what does it mean in the verse when it says, the 
in the land that no man has gone and that no man has lived there. Why does it have to say the same thing twice? Any land that the first man said was going to be inhabited was inhabited. So why does it say this, that second thing is teaching us that if he didn't say that there's going to be any kind of habitation in a place, so whatever Adam Rishon said is exactly what happened. Rav Mordechai Alve Rav Ashi Mehegronia. So Rav Mordechai, so he uh, escorted Rav Ashi from Hegronia, the Ad Bekipi, all the way to Bekipi, the Amrila Ad Bedura, all the way to Bedura. Amr Biachanam Yishim Rabbi Meir. Biachanam said in the name of Rabbi Meir, Kol She'enam Alave Umislave. Anyone who does not escort and is not escorted, Kili Shavich Damim. So he's causing death. Shel Mali Livahu Anshe Yericha Lelisha Lagir Devin Latinaikus. If not for the fact, if people had gone from Yericha and they had escorted Elisha, so the children wouldn't have been killed by these bears. Shenemar, as the verse says, Vayal Misham Beis El. He left from there to go towards Beis El. He went on the path, and these young children came out of the city of Eskalsubay, and they made fun of him. And they said to him, Go up, bald one, go up, bald one. What did they, what did they say? Then they said, Go up, because you have made us bald, so to speak. You've ruined our parnasa, you've ruined our livelihood. Because beforehand, before Elisha came, so there, was, there wasn't so much water. So these kids were the ones who were bringing the water. But now, Elisha came and he made a miracle happen and they brought water there. So they were upset. So what does it mean? Why does it refer to them as Na'arim and Kitanim? Those are two different things. A Na'ar is a young man, someone who's already reached puberty. Kitanim is a child who has not. That they are child, they are like children in regards to commandments. They don't have too many mitzvahs. Why were they referred to as small? Because they were, didn't, they were small in their trust. They didn't trust Hashem. Another explanation is, in front of Brisa, that they were actually young people, but they embarrassed themselves like little children. Masif la Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef asked the following question. Vidilma Maybe they were called Neurim, Naarim, because that's the name of their place. Milaksiv, don't we find? The verse says Aram came out ready for war. Vayashu Meretz Yisrael Naarakitana and came back from the land of Israel, this young girl. Vikashalon Naara Ukitana. So we have the same exact problem. What does it mean Naara and Kitana? One implies that she reached puberty, one implies that she didn't. Why was she called Naira and Kitana? Really, she was a little girl, but she was from this place called Neurin. And that's why she was referred to as Naira. So maybe also these young kids, the reason why they're referred to as Naira and Kitana, Naira and Kitanim, is because they're from this place called Naar. No, the Gemara says over there, it doesn't explain where she's from, so we can, we can come to the conclusion that she's from the place called Naira. But here the verse says exactly where they're from. So the verse says that he turned around, he saw them, and he cursed them in the name of Hashem. What does it mean he saw? It means that he saw literally. I mean, he looked at them, and that's what, he didn't actually say Hashem's name and curse them, heaven forbid, he's not allowed to do that. But rather, he looked at them, and it was the look of death. As we learned in Abraissa, wherever the sages placed their eyes, so it could cause death or poverty. What does it mean? He saw that all these children, their mothers had become pregnant with them, 
them on the day of Yom Kippur when they're not allowed to have relations. The parents were not allowed to have relations, so all these children were possible. There was something wrong with them. Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha Amar, Belurisra, what did he see? He saw that they had this long hair, like the Amorite nations, which is a very negative thing. Rabbi Yechanan Amar, Rabbi Yechanan says, He saw that they didn't have a drop of any kind of commandments. Sigmar asked, wait, maybe their children would have some kind of mitzvahs. He saw that they didn't have any mitzvahs, their children wouldn't have any mitzvahs for all of the generations. We'll continue from here in the next daily daf.